Hello, everyone. I wanted to say welcome to season three of the Atlanta Foodcast. It's pretty crazy to think that we've been doing this thing for three years now, and I cannot believe that there's so much more and so many more stories that we have to bring to you guys. And it's coming to you every single Monday across everything from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to Google Podcasts and plenty more. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening along for the past two years. And this year is going to be the best one yet. Um, I know that I'd probably say that every single year, but I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart and thank you for supporting the show, but especially thank you for supporting all of these amazing people and their stories who truly do make Atlanta the greatest city for eaters. So buckle up. We have a lot of episodes coming your way this season and throughout this year. There's going to be a lot more new things that are happening kind of in the podcast realm of things, and I can't wait to bring it all to you guys. Uh, so here's three episodes for you guys to kind of kick things off, and I cannot, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this for the third year in the row, but welcome to the Atlanta Foodcast. This is the Atlanta Foodcast, stories from those making Atlanta the greatest city for eaters. I'm Ben Getz, your host. The mission of Fresh Harvest is simple. It's fresh produce that is locally sourced and delivered to your front door. So take a look at their website and you'll see what's in season, where it's coming from, and how you can expand your meals with locally sourced organic produce from farms just around the greater Atlanta area. And Zach Harrison is the founder. And he has an absolutely incredible story, and you're going to love hearing it. And he also happens to be a tremendously wonderful individual. And we caught up a little bit late last year so I could hear the origin of Fresh Harvest. So here it is. We can pause, right? We, we can to. if we really need to. Is um, that cheating? No, it's not cheating at all. Okay. I think it just, you know, that's just being innovative. It's your call. It's your yeah. call, yeah. It's, it's using innovation. Um, yeah. <laughs> But I think I mentioned this to you, man. Like, this is, I don't even know. This has got to be at least, like, the, you know, upwards of 15 episodes that I've recorded here over at the shed. And yeah. uh, it's always been, like, a varying temperature. And it's actually a little chilly today, but it's nearly not that bad. We I won't mean, fall asleep. No. And it's uh, it's it's nice and shady, but it's just a little bit chilly and breezy. And, you know, we have leaf blowers that are mm-hmm. going to be, you know, somewhat of a, like, co-host for us. But... Um, but Zach Harrison from yep. Fresh Harvest, man, welcome to the Atlanta Foodcast. Hey, glad to be here. It's been a long time coming. We've been working on this. We really have. I, th- I think we've been uh, we've been really trying to uh, we've been trying to schedule this for for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that we're actually we're actually doing this. So Me too. you know, it's Me it's too. nice to have you like right at the top of of a new season of the of the podcast. And um, you have a really incredible story. And I think the. The most interesting thing that I love about the state of Georgia is that, you know, we, we live in a very verdant state that is very agriculture forward. And what you guys are doing with Fresh Harvest is a is a really is a really cool, you know, action item for people to, to really take part in. And mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to hearing more of the story, um, which we actually had a little bit. Uh, I had a little bit of a chance to like kind of hear yeah. you tell um, at that event that we did at General Assembly. Uh, well, gosh, what was that? Like two weeks ago? Something like I that? Think two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the middle of November right now. But um but I want to hear a lot about like, you know, more of, you know, what were you doing before Fresh Harvest and, you know, talk to me about how things started. But before we get into that, I want to get to know you just yeah. a little bit. Um, so you're going to get the first question that all of my guests receive. So okay. tell me who cooked for you growing up and what kind of cook was he or she? Yeah. Um, let's see who cooked for me growing up. Um, 
definitely my mom the most. Um, she was a great cook, um, heavily influenced by uh, both of my grandmothers as well. Um, so a lot of Southern cooking growing up, casseroles, things like that. But we did um, have an influence of fruits and vegetables because um, my grandparents had a big garden at their house and have a lot of early memories of actually eating what um, I had seen being grown. Um, so, so that cool. was that was an influence for sure. Um, but yeah, those those early days were immediate family cooking a lot. We we were around the table a lot as a family. I mean, I played sports a good bit as I grew up, so we were the typical running around every night of the week kind of family. Um, but but yeah, we definitely we didn't watch TV and eat. That was kind of against the rules kind of thing. So we we definitely were sharing a meal at a table pretty regularly. Yeah. Where was home? Home was just right up the road in Lawrenceville, um, Georgia. And so then moved out to Monroe, close to Athens, when I was in middle school. So, um, yeah, all my early days were running around a neighborhood in Lawrenceville. Yeah. So were you a pretty good eater then, growing up? I think I, think I was. I, I've always um, liked to try new things. So I don't remember the arguments over finish your peas and stuff like that. Um, so I, I think I was a pretty good eater. My, my dad especially is a really adventurous eater. He likes a lot of different cuisines from all over the world. He travels um, a good bit. And so I think that influence kind of made us try stuff. Like I went to an Ethiopian restaurant before I obviously had any idea what part of the world that was and right like that. Mm-hmm. ethiopian food is incredible yeah by the way i think yeah. injera is mm-hmm. the most wonderful and beautiful starch item that the world knows outside oh, yeah. of like brilliant like country sourdough bread yeah um it's just a, it's just such an incredible thing to actually make and then you know the the texture of that where it's it's not really a bread it's not really yeah. like a pancake it's not so versatile yeah but i mean it's just got it's got so much utility to it which yeah. i love so yeah, it's you, a utensil and then you can like wipe the table with it yeah. afterwards and you can wipe you your face to. with it yeah. too which i've seen a lot of yeah. people do um whether that's proper or not you yeah know, it's, it's kind of like uh it's kind of like slurping noodles you know mm-hmm. it's like no everybody does that it's totally yeah. cool but uh yeah if you're listening to this and you have no idea what we're talking about go to yeah. desta oh, ethiopian yeah. and mm-hmm. just just eat whatever they put in front of you with injera and oh, so good. you'll thank us later. Yeah. Um, and another question I really love to ask people is what is the greatest food memory that mm. you have in your life, in your youth? What is that? Man. So I do feel like I have a few of them, but the one that pops in my brain first, and it's actually kind of the catalyst for what then became fresh harvest for me anyway, um, I was on a motorcycle trip with a buddy of mine and we went and visited my cousin, uh, on an organic farm, coast of California. Um, and we had a meal there when we first pulled in. So we were dusty off the road, you know, and, um, helped harvest what then we ate and we brought, you know, a handful of different kind of snack items from the you know, kind of deli right down the road, but it was that plus just a bunch of 
fresh vegetables and homemade bread and all that kind of stuff. And I, I don't, I won't ever forget that meal because it was this moment where I kind of wanted something deeper um, yeah. in an, on an ongoing basis. I was like, oh, I could center my life around this in some sort of way. So at that point in time, I thought, oh, I might, I'm going to go figure out how to be a farmer and all that kind of stuff. That's not how it turned out exactly. But yeah, um, yeah, that meal was super yeah. memorable, influential. I wish, I wish everybody could see that. Look up Slide Ranch. Um, it's in like north of San Francisco. Um, prettiest place you can oh, visit there for a day if you that like. is a uh, that is a part of california and a part of the country that um anything like north like directly yeah. north like kind of hugging the coast of oh, california yeah. um wow i mean just uh it is a different it, it's it's kind of like being in parts of like arizona or new mexico where you're like man i can't believe that this is still the u.s so you know? different yeah. yeah it just it, it really makes you stop and think um but i love that that memory is a huge part of fresh yeah. harvest as well um, one of the, one of the things that I really love about your story, and I'm thankful to know some of this already is, um, your life before Fresh yeah. Harvest, uh, was not exactly what you're doing now. No. Tell me about what you were doing before Fresh Harvest came along. Yeah, for sure. I do. I think I say this a lot that I feel like I kind of stumble in to things. Um, I, I hope that doesn't mean just generally I'm, um, not an intentional person, but I do feel like most, a lot of the big decisions in my life, um, other than marrying my wife, that wasn't a stumble. Um, (laughs) a lot of the big career decisions have been, um, a bit of just a stumble into the next thing, kind of finding out, figuring out as I went. Um, so I, how that all went down, it was definitely like a very different, um, career path I think than than most would would uh would figure um because I didn't have any experience in food I had never you know worked on a farm or worked with farmers um which is what we do all the time now I uh you know had eaten some good food and that was about it but yeah before Fresh Harvest I played in a band you know did that thing traveled around I uh dropped out of college after a semester and did the band thing so then was playing music for the next five years or whatever um trying to you know continue to convince myself that oh we could make a a living at this for sure and then at some point you just go no not really and things things change you know but yeah I, i did the i did the band rock band thing for a good while so we we played just right now across the street at the masquerade of course back in the day we played every venue around here and we that's traveled awesome. a good bit yeah mm-hmm. that's cool what'd you play i play guitar yeah nice mm-hmm. what was the name of your band oh man it's gonna say? be it's gonna be in permanent <laughs> food cast history <laughs> you the band it. this the is band, an exclusive <laughs> the band was called the less for the 40 people out there that know that band you can have a free fresh harvest basket if you have a less Ooh, CD and you okay. can prove it. That's awesome. What years were you guys touring <laughs> with the band? Um, let's see. So 2006, 
to 11 or 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are still like the days of, you know, your music was on pure volume. And oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I was like a pure volume kid from when it started up For until sure. it ended. So that was the way that music was distributed, totally. in my opinion. So um, I bet I probably, you know, came across some of your guys' music oh, at some probably point. probably so, yeah. Or at in, the masquerade. You know? Yeah, in the <laughs> days where you, like, hand out CDs and that doesn't feel weird. Yeah, know? yeah, exactly. No, for sure, yeah. One guy walking around the line waiting to get in the venue with the CD player. Yep. Hey, you want to hear my band? Yeah. I was always one of the kids that said, yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I'm I really to hear you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, you know, of course, then everyone has an opinion of like, man, you guys really sound like this one oh, band. Yeah. And you're like, as long as it's a good band, we like hearing that. We so. got compared to all kinds of bands that I don't know how in the world we sounded in like the same realm as them. But um, a band we got a lot, a lot was the Fray. I think it's just because okay. our lead singer played um, some piano, okay. and that was kind of the default. Yeah. We, we definitely weren't as good. It's like a Coldplay or something. So it's like, who's who's not Coldplay? Yeah. Um, so we were the Fray. Yeah. You yeah. guys sound a lot like the Fray or Coldplay. It's like, well, we just have a guy that plays piano. Yeah, it's just the piano. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can still be a band that doesn't sound like another band. Still play piano. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I love that part of your story mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, for... For for most for most stories of you know something that's generally rooted in the food realm of our world is you know if you're a chef like you know not not that there's only you know a, a kind of bi-directional path that you can really take but you know you probably grew up at you know in around food or in some way or you found it later in life and then you went to culinary school and you studied and then you worked and now you have your own restaurant you know like that's kind of a typical story that most mm-hmm. people would resonate with. Or, you know, it kind of like found you by surprise and then you ended up having this, um, you know, this, this just a, amazing bent toward food and cooking and, you know, creating. Um, but I love the story of I was in a band and now I'm working pretty much as a farmer. For sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't know that many people have that story, Zach. Not, maybe not too many. I don't know if maybe <laughs> that's because it's a little ill-advised. You have Maybe there's more years to figure stuff out. We probably had... A little more of a runway to get off the ground, right? Of it. Yeah, yeah. But um, so you're in the band, so and you know this this meal that you had just described a few minutes ago, like that's actually a major hook mm-hmm. in how f- the idea of fresh harvest really came to be. So, um, you know, walk me through just like the 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 remaining pieces of that origin story, and then let's get into talking about like what is fresh harvest. Yeah, yeah. So then, so I'm having this meal. Uh, in California on a motorcycle trip, right? So then you have to drive the motorcycle home because I live here in Atlanta. Um, so then I get back and I'm trying to figure out what's next. Um, and it was a combination of things that happened over the next couple months. Um, I started working at this farm down the road um, and was really just like a, you know, part of the cleanup crew. There wasn't a ton of growing and harvesting going on it was mostly like cleaning up a barn kind of stuff right um so i was doing that while um my dad and another one of his um friends were talking about this idea of food delivery um and mind you like this was post schwann's you know but not (laughs) there was no amazon fresh yet or anything like that so (laughs) so food delivery was something when you read about it and you go look for articles on how to do it, that most people are just like, yeah, you lose a ton of money. Um, Because the only example was like, well, before the internet really worked, 
and people bought stuff on it like this didn't work and so now of course we're we're a little more used to that but um at the time that wasn't the case so um they had seen a couple other companies who really just delivered fruits and veggies and but there was no um locality there's no connection to growers it was just hey we'll bring your pears and like some romaine to your house you know um and so at that at that time you know i kind of was saying hey this is cool but what if and then you know kind of laid out the idea of um making fresh harvest what would be fresh harvest um a real uh local food community oriented um product and so it's you know less about just get your groceries delivered and more about where's your stuff coming from and knowing the grower and having a ongoing relationship even as a consumer with the same farms over and over again so um so yeah that was kind of going on at the time we were kicking around business models and stuff like that of well how do you, how do you actually make this work and how much should a de- delivery really cost you know of course who knows where we're going to deliver and how many people are going to want it and all that kind of stuff so you, you just running through all the the numbers so that was the remaining like few months um in 2012 and then we started delivering in september of 2012 wow so your your original idea your original you know business plans that you were running how much of that is still a part of like what how fresh harvest is functioning today oh it's it's a hundred percent there i the biggest difference at the beginning was we didn't know any local farms so it's like (laughs) that was our first I mean, not only a couple, but a couple of years worth of baskets we were delivering to people's house wasn't what we set out to do. Um, it was it was just trying to test the idea, like, would people get recurring deliveries of produce? Um, we didn't include any other groceries at that time. We didn't have, you know, your eggs and milk and, you know, granola and all that stuff, too, at that time. It was all just fruits and vegetables. And so... But we had to go find farmers that wanted us wanted to sell us their stuff, which it seems like that wouldn't be that hard. But um, when you don't know anybody um, and you don't have a big company, it's like, hey, I could buy a thousand of this or whatever. It's like I could buy three and then thirteen and then thirty and just kind of slowly building over time. Um, people didn't really want to work you into their plans, um, so it's different these days to a degree, but. Yeah, early on, it was relationship building on the supply side, um, the customer side too. But like, really, normally I think your supply is a um, an intrigue and a like a catalyst for getting customers. For us, it was the opposite. The customers since the beginning have been what has given us the power to do what we want to do. Yeah, um, which is it's absolutely still the case. And we can go into that more. But yeah, it was. The first 43 people we delivered to the first week, and then we delivered less the second week, and then maybe back up a little more the third week. Like all those folks that have stuck around is what has made Fresh Harvest a like actual supporter of local food and a group of people cohort that's actually doing something. Now, now you can write the numbers down, and it looks more intriguing at the time. Of course it didn't. <laughs> yeah. I, I love, though, that, you know, so so much of the model of Fresh Harvest is 
you know, on paper or on your website, or if you're, you know, looking on Instagram, it looks a lot like I wanted these things. And then someone nice person delivered them to my door. Mm -hmm. It's a very cut and dry model for some people, but really what I've always seen it as is you guys have found an amazing way of introducing the, the farmer to the person and the person to the farmer and, and really like the logistics of like, Hey, you're getting arugula and pears, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's really a lot more than just like, Hey, you want these things cause you want to cook with them or eat them. And it's a lot more of, we're going to make this possible by the person that actually grew this 14 miles from your house. Mm-hmm. And we're going to still give you the option of knowing who these people are, but we're also going to bring you the things that were grown in the dirt mm-hmm. on their soil, on yeah. their farm. Um, it's a really cool way to look at it. And, and I've always seen it that way. Yeah. I think a lot of times when people picture gathering their ingredients together to make something, I mean, Thanksgiving's coming up. It's a perfect example. Like you think of aisles and rows and, where things are going to be on a shelf and stuff. And even the produce or the, you know, your central protein you're going to eat or whatever. Like you picture it in in really a more manufactured environment, like shelves and stuff like that. And um, what I think Fresh Harvest is trying to do is just say, it. I, I get that. you got to have an ingredient list when you want to make a certain recipe that you really like. But... Like, what if you started by thinking about where the food came from and could picture, um, like you said, the ground um, and, and like a, you know, a bigger open field environment as opposed to a, you know, closed building. And, and that just means on a lot of, in a lot of different ways, like we as the consumers have to be more mindful of that and more uh, flexible. Um the earth and the weather and stuff that can't like bend to our every convenience, which I think we admitted that to ourselves at Fresh Harvest early on. And that has been um, a real help. You know, I, I think the, the thing about that to kind of, to kind of like bolster that, that, that piece that you just went through Zach is um, I heard a pretty prolific chef here in Atlanta kind of put it in the, in the way of saying, what if the weather and the world and the season of our world dictated your menu. For sure. And if you really start to think about it, it wraps up every idea of, you know, the way that people really love, like, the the marketability of saying farm to table. And it really puts some practicality to it because mm-hmm. our world knows how to produce certain root vegetables in the winter and also prepare amazing things like shishito peppers or Cherokee purple tomatoes in the summer Mm -hmm. and you know you have those for like certain months of the year Mm -hmm. um it's a pretty incredible notion to think of you know uh well our menu is kind of dictated by the temperature and the direction of the sun and how the world's turning and um rather than just saying like i want that yeah it's pretty cool for sure and it is just at the core it's just requires more thought but also leads to more thought you know as the person participating in that circle, like you do have to think more about, okay, well, what am I going to prepare and what am I not? And that's not just the like rock star chef that yeah. you were talking to. Of course, they set the trends in a lot of ways, but for us as home cooks, I mean, we just have to think about, okay, well, what is 
growing around me where I'm from and how do I get it but then that's going to lead to a a deeper more meaningful just kind of day when you do that you know yeah so let's say that someone goes to your website and they they're, they want to they want to be a part of fresh harvest like they want to take advantage of fresh harvest what does that process look like for everybody yeah um this the simple kind of one two three sign up step is right there it's it's literally just going to our website and first choosing um what type of like size basket you want because the contents of the baskets change every week so um because it's responding to what people are growing so it's not like hey set my you know 10 items i want and forget it and i'm going to get that every week um it is built to be responsive and that's kind of what i meant earlier by it we, we're sort of doing the same thing um, we were doing in the early days we just have more stuff and better stuff um but yeah you you pick the size basket you want and then um you say okay do i want it delivered to my house or do i want it delivered to work you know where do you want to be you know grabbing your basket of stuff from and then if there's anything else you want to add on if there's other groceries you want to like say all right this is what i or the folks in my house eat all the time and then you can either set it and forget it and be like all right i'm just going to get what they deliver to me or you can um, go in and customize your order every week that's no extra charge or anything like that but it's just it's just online grocery shopping you just have to do it sooner there's no one day delivery on the fresh harvest yeah kind of schedule around here um yeah. but i will say not to like get too in the weeds with that but that is on purpose too um there's no waste in our model because we don't carry an inventory at all um for you and your family when you buy a basket like we know what you want we pull the reports of what you and however many other people are getting baskets that week want and then we go finalize orders um with farmers and the other artisans we work with so um if you are ordering from a service that does one day delivery they have a warehouse with all your stuff in it um and that's the only way to you can pull that off and so we pretty intentionally set out to be like hey we're not for everybody and we're not going to be delivering you know a million baskets a week but um we believe the model is a little more sound yeah um talk to me about everything that you guys are doing is really based in Clarkston mm-hmm. because yeah. if you don't know much about Clarkston it's um it's a pretty incredible place and you really don't have to look too hard mm-hmm. to to learn how different Clarkston is and i mean i would say from where we're sitting right now 25 30 minute drive to mm-hmm. be like into Clarkston yep. proper um talk to me about that yeah um when we first decided to put the fresh harvest warehouse you know where our trucks were gonna load up in Clarkston it was not super deep and meaningful it was just it's close to 285 and the rent's cheap <laughs> that's um, all you need <laughs> for sure I mean we knew of Clarkston you know yeah. and kind of what was going on but it was like oh man this works um, but now it's way more than that. We've, um, to use an agricultural word, like we are definitely more rooted there um, and will be. Like that's that's home for fresh harvest um, as we hopefully continue to grow. Um, but yeah, so we uh, have been there for how long now? Six years? Seven? No, five years. Five or six years. Um, but yeah, we love it. It's a refugee resettlement 
uh, city, you know, the typical like one-liner that people give, I think came from a CNN article or something like that, that it's the most diverse square mile in America. Um, so it's cool. People from all over the world, um, people with a, you know, ton of cool backstories, maybe painful backstories, um, but also to have a lot of awesome agricultural experience. So, uh, yeah, we intentionally, um, try to hire from our community and try to, uh, really build out as we build fresh harvest we want to you know we want it to look like Clarkston um, intentionally you know and so we have a garden space there um, where we grow on a couple acres um, and try to use that as a way to um, for sure grow stuff for our baskets but also grow stuff for our um, market which is called the share the harvest market um, that we do it uh, one of the apartment complexes in Clarkston. Um, and then uh, we also use the garden for hosting events and stuff like that, like gathering our customers. Because that's, that's one of the biggest bummers about what we do is like the really boring side, but true side is we're just a online distribution company, you know? We could literally never see you. Um, so that stinks because food is meant to be this communal thing, we believe. And so... Um, we wanted to have a space to do that and we wanted it to be a garden and we wanted it to be pretty and it happens to be those things. Yeah. That's cool though. I mean, I, I just love that, uh, you know, some, sometimes when you hear things about like, oh wow, like you guys totally have like the, is it like a startup? Like you guys are trying to like break the model of like <laughs> internet 3.0 and like yeah. everything's in the palm of your hand. It's like, well, I mean, you know, we're based in Clarkston, you know, because yeah. it's a beautiful place with beautiful people with beautiful stories. And it also happens to be pretty, you know, anchored in a very agriculture forward part of the greater Atlanta metro area. Yeah, and, sure. um, but I love that about you guys. Uh, I just think it's, it's really cool, you know, that your operations are not completely removed from really people who are you working with. Which is oh, really yeah. great. So, yeah, for sure. um, Dude, with the last minute here, mm-hmm. how can people take advantage of Fresh Harvest? How can they, you know, get involved? How can they, you know, get some get some produce delivered? You know, how, how can they get a basket to their home or their office? Yeah. Yeah, I would say, you know, head to the website and, you know, peruse. Um, sign up for a basket. If you hear this, um, you know, I'm trying to think of how the days would work out. You could still get it by next week. <laughs> um <laughs> So, so yeah, however that logistically works out when you're uh, signing up would be cool. But, yeah, um, I would say try try a basket, see what you think. You're not committed to anything long-term, no cancellation fees, any randomness like that. Um, but so that's one way and probably the typical way, I would say, like that everybody would, you know, answer that question is go buy our stuff. But um, another way and maybe even a better way is check our events page on the website. Um, and come out to the garden sometime. We have volunteer days out there. We have, you know, different educational events and stuff. And so that's a cool way to uh, feel like you know a little more what you're, what you're getting into and the, and the people behind um, the products that you would be buying. I just think food is such an intimate thing or should be. Um, it's not often when we're buying it, but it should be. And so... Um, any connection we can have is, is something we want on our end. And when I say our, by the way, Fresh Harvest is um, a fairly small 
company, like you were saying, in Clarkston. We run trucks all over town, uh, delivering to people's houses, but we're just here. Um, we're committed to just being in Georgia. We're not trying to, you know, go national and ship our stuff all over the place. Um, the goal is to uh, stay here and kind of grow out um, the Atlanta, you know, food scene, food uh, kind of accessibility picture here um, and do that through buying from the folks we're buying from and you know committing to the uh, delivery areas we're in just kind of making it more and more hopefully dense over time more people um, connected to where their food's coming from yeah that's how you build community man yeah it's cool yeah for sure uh, i think the follow-up episode that we'll have to do to this is uh come record in at your oh, space yeah. for an event and you know watching people learn and you know talking to some of the people who work for for fresh harvest i think it'd yeah. be cool man but oh yeah a lot of interesting stories there for sure big time um but zach thanks for sharing your story man i'm so glad that we finally had a chance to do this um we'll have you know everything on the website so people can go check out fresh harvest and come get involved and you know um start being a part of it man yeah so, and thanks for having me yeah thanks zach Thanks for listening to the Atlanta Foodcast. If you haven't already, hit subscribe and please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram. And as always, thanks for making Atlanta the greatest city for eaters.